Hey everyone, this is Jeff, your DM. We had a whole bunch of technical issues this time, uh, though I've cleaned most of them up. I do apologize for the first five to ten minutes, maybe. There's some bad audio in one of the tracks. Anywho, thanks for listening. I promise it gets better. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Big Campaign Stories. Let's start with some lightsaber checks before we get into the recap. For this brand new year, Sean, start us up. I'm Sean, I'm playing fours. Oh, I got 16. Uh, John. John, Merry New Year's. I'm playing as Lucius, and I got a 19. Ooh, so close. Go for it, Mav. Hey, Mav, I'm playing Josh. I rolled a six. Uh, Oswald, Jesse. I'm Jesse, I'm playing Oswald, and I got a five. Hey, Dice, did you just roll? <laughs> Sounded like you just spilled a bunch down. I'm the only one actually rolling real dice. <laughs> Roll the real dice. But I only do it for the lightsaber. Everything else I, everything else I do online. All right. So since we're on episode eight, I guess let's do a quick recap. Start us off with Jesse. Oh, gosh. Are you looking for a recap of like where we are right now or like events up to this point? However you want to do it. Let's, let's give these poor people Jeez. a recap. Okay. Uh... <laughs> since the dawn of time. In the beginning, in Big Campaign 1, there were these orbs, see? <laughs> Alright, so yeah, we are all employees of Bold Requisitions, a repo company that's run by Lucius, who inherited it from his father. Uh, it's this shittiest business of the three that his father had to give away. Uh, right now, we are, I don't know, four jobs in or so in the, in the podcast. Currently, what we're doing is we're trying to track down an RV that uh, somebody has not been making payments on. We know that it's owned by some ex-military or ex-mercenary, something like that. And they're trying to just leave. They're trying to hit the head out of town. We would need to pick it up before they do so. Just recently, we were at a Bah Humburger, the best fast food restaurant uh, at the exit we pulled off of. And uh, we encountered some old friends from uh, the mercenary company. Applied Solutions. With that then, John, take over for the rest of this uh, recap. We were pretty nervous about these guys from Applied Solutions showing up because we'd messed them up pretty bad when they were after the same briefcase that we were after from the red bandanas. They didn't quite remember us all that well. So we were a little bit um, on our feet. I know Oswald and um, Dosh left the table that we were eating at to kind of reposition themselves. But it turns out that they didn't really remember us all that much. And um, we were able to kind of talk our way out of it. But on our way out of the restaurant, one of them, the I believe he was a local driver, recognized Fours, and um, we weren't quite sure if that meant that they were going to be coming after us. At the end of the episode, though, we saw them in our rearview vision, driving angrily up the street behind us. <laughs> what does it look like when somebody's driving angrily? <laughs> you got to really think of the eyebrows on that one. Eyebrows on the car. No, on the driver. Come on now. Cars can't have Every, eyebrows. Yeah, everybody knows that when you look in the rear view, you see the car, and then it does an instant close-up on the driver. Oh, right. In a movie right. scene. And then you see them eyebrows. Mm-hmm. All righty, then. With that excellent recap, Mav or Sean, do you have anything you want to throw onto that pile? Uh, bah Hamburger is not good. It is garbage, and everything's covered in terrible ketchup. Well, what was it? A double cheeseburger calzone? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so bad. It was like sauce was just ketchup. It wasn't like pizza sauce or anything. <laughs> it's like the burger buns inside the calzone. Yeah. Swimming in an ocean of pizza. <laughs> ketchup. ketchup. 
guess I'll throw this in for the recap. But, uh, the Applied Solutions team was secondary team hired to recover the briefcase from Ben Veras. I was recently snooping on, got some uh, very incriminating footage of. I feel like in his short list of suspects of who it could have been, it, he is zeroed in on us for potentially. That is all. That's right. Then was you, you got put in Ben out in the forest with a mysterious person making a handoff, right? He resurrected a guy. Ah, right. A very Mind Flayer-like guy. A squid-faced human legally distinct from the Watsy-owned property known as Mind Flayer. But that being said, as you guys are on the freeway heading towards the Solidae Preserve, where the RV was last seen, you guys have crossed out of Dusk Banter into the Solidae properties. So, you do. You were on the freeway, the snow is starting to come down. You look back to see a light at the driver's seat of the large van behind you. Menacingly, in the shotgun seat, a gentleman is loading a shotgun. And I believe we established canonically that the Lykel driver does have driving gloves, yeah? Correct. With scorpion jacket with silver metallic? <laughs> <laughs> Officially, yes, he does now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry that Ryan Gosalex is about to murder you all. <laughs> so, as you're in the vehicle, what is your next step? This is how we typically roll, like uh, Dosh is in shotgun. <laughs> Oswald is in the like way back. Yeah. Well, so are you wearing your your gear in this? My driving game? goggles. Yeah. Uh, Os- Oswald. <laughs> yes. Yes. I I am wearing my my backpack of of pistons and gears and tubing and everything while I'm in the back. It's very uncomfortable, and I just deal with it. And sideways with one leg up on the on the middle seat. Yeah, you know how like when you're like seven and like you you put on your backpack because you're going to school, but like you have to get in the car to be going to school, and because you're seven, you don't want to like take off your backpack when you get in the car and then put it back on to get out of the car. So you just wear it, and then you're just like sitting uncomfortably in the back seat while your dad drives you to school, like that. No, nobody had that, just me. <laughs> no, I didn't have a dad to drive me to school. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I had a dad when I was seven. <laughs> I had to walk. I did have the wearing the backpack upside down because it looked more like a Ghostbusters backpack, and then all the kids laughed at me, and I went home crying <laughs> on my first day of school. <laughs> the this, more you know. Can this podcast just be childhood traumas? <laughs> I thought we were acting about through freeway violence. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a real uh, uneven podcast. They're, they're either describing the food they're pretending to eat. They're crying about their childhoods. <laughs> back to the main point. What are you guys doing? I'm trying to peek out the back windows of the van so I can keep an eye on the approaching angry eyebrowed like <laughs> I think they're following us. I'll check the glove compartment to see if we ever remedied the gun. The lacking of a gun. And the gun in my uh, shoulder holster will once again float out to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check to make sure it's loaded and then chamber around hopefully you don't have to use it and like you said we could see that they're loading up a shotgun yeah you can see the person that was speaking to you at the bah hamburger is loaded their weapon so they don't have it pointed at your vehicle or anything uh silly like that uh maybe we need to just keep on driving then because uh how how long has it been since i cast bullet shield on oswald and dosh about 10 15 minutes okay so you guys got quite a bit more of that i don't think i was included in bullet shield Oh, were you not? Oh, fours. Yeah. 
How fast can my legs run? Did I have like a pull up a system doc about, <laughs> about the insulation of my new legs? Josh, you you think at a full run, you could probably get to about 36 miles per hour. Oh, shit. Okay. That's about how fast we drive, right? <laughs> well, when we got in that car wreck, we were going about 40, right? Yeah. Out here in the open, you guys can definitely go faster. Yeah, I'm not going to run along my side of the car unless I absolutely need to. So <laughs> I don't think I can keep that up for very long. Mm. Well, we probably got options. How how far off are we from the Seleni district? You're in the Seleni jurisdictional area now. You're outside of Dust Banter. So okay. there's that, but you're not to the preserve yet. The preserve, right. How far do we think, rough estimate? Yeah, based on four's GPS, probably another two hours. Okay. So we can just keep driving and see what happens, or we can pull over and see if they're going to try to confront us. What do you think, Josh? Um, so if we're just, like, driving the speed limit now, are they just tailing us? Yeah, they're back. They're back about two car lengths, just following. What if we just pull off somewhere and see if they follow us? You know how they always, like, when you go down, you know, like, I... I-90, and there's those weird, like, forest roads off into nowhere. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was kind of my my same thought. We could kind of pull over or we'd go down a side road, see if they try to confront us. But um, I actually like that, just drive down a side road and see if they follow us. What if they're on the same job as us and we're just letting them get the lead? Uh, we know that they're trying to find some red bandanas in the area. Is that what they told us? That's what they told us, yeah. <laughs> Nobody did any sense motivating or thought if they were lying or anything like that, but... I believe believe them without any dice rolls. Going to stash. Yeah, I'll, I'll just stash my new drone in one of the hidden compartments in the car. Make sure that the video that I showed you guys earlier is not on my data pad. Wait, sorry, you're, did you delete it or? Uh, I didn't delete it, but I wanted to make sure that it was not stored on my. It was not stored locally on the data pad. So he has his data pad, but it's stored on the drone. The drone's hidden. In a smuggling compartment. Correct. But he but he still has his data pad. Well, then, while driving, I will be looking for a side road. Absolutely. You can pull off. Not knowing these streets quite as well, it's not hard to find a dark road to exit off on this late afternoon and go off in towards, you know, what if you get off get off at those exits where there's the fast food places and whatnot to the right, and then to the left just leads off towards, assumedly, the town that's supposed to be nearby? Right. Pulling off in that way, then are you trying to put yourselves in basically like a very secluded area or is this like we're going to stop at the gas station and confront them or is this the i'm going to go off into the woods my thought is to uh, be prepared to go off into the woods um but really the the choice will be made when we see if they pull off with us for all we know we're just making a gas stop break because <laughs> they're just going to keep going all right as far as we know, they're much closer to their targets and are loading up to fight some red bandanas as much as they hate us. Is there a chance they think we're red bandana? Probably. <laughs> yes, yeah, the vehicle pulls off the exit, turning to go down some side street, try to go off into roads that uh, are dark and out of the way that the current late afternoon setting sun doesn't reach. They can still see the effects of the scorn moon far above, more of a black spot in the sky. It definitely feels a lot darker being in this district uh, without the constant neon lights and holograms and things happening. Uh, you're just left to kind of be in a dark forest. But behind you, uh, as you get off the exit, their vehicle will follow. And as you turn down those roads, as will they. <laughs> well, shit. 
<laughs> I don't think losing them is much of an option. No. That was not a casual loading of a shotgun. <laughs> How many of them were there again? Five, including the driver. A lot of guys. They also have no right to assault us, as far as I know. <laughs> My thought is that I'm going to find a way to whirl back and get on the freeway. We know that they're following us, so if they want to do something about it, they can. I don't think that we can do much against them until they they shoot first. <laughs> Just because this is the only time this skill will probably be useful, uh, and this is the most direct application of what I can imagine this is for you guys being in an area you don't know, do you, does anyone have knowledge geography? <laughs> knowledge from the list, didn't they? That's no longer a skill, is it? I don't think they did. I think it's still there. <laughs> oh my God. It is definitely there. <clears throat> I have an ability that says I cannot get lost, but I don't have knowledge geography. I can roll it without having a skill point in it. But I'm also not driving, so I don't know how much not being lost actually helps. Right, yeah. I would say where it would come into play is that you can definitely, Oswald could definitely lead you back to the freeway. So I guess if we want to go that route, then we'll then we'd be doing something like opposed drive checks to try to lose them while Oswald tries to get you back. Or if you're trying to plow forward and go ahead, I'd find a new spot to try to get back on. Um, I think trying to lose them is the best option. So I'll shout back, Oswald. Yeah, I'll like crouch up like I'm half hanging over your seat. Like, no, turn left here, turn right there. Go straight three three intersections and then turn left. <laughs> and if it does help, I rolled a total of fifteen on a knowledge geography. So that maybe I'm not as completely lost, but still dependent on Oswald. I don't know. Okay, well. Having flashbacks to being in Pauldron and like trying to navigate through like unmarked underground city streets. So what we'll do here then is we're going to do an opposed drive check. Every five point kind of spread is one point for the other group. So you guys get 20, they get a 15, they lose a point. Basically, you guys get a point. Uh, Three points means you either lost them or if they get three points, they catch up with you. All right. We're all going to wish that Josh is driving. But you've got the driving gloves, boss. I do have the, the driving gloves. i got the driving goggles. I'm dressed for the roll. So, start this off with a uh, pilot roll, wrap. Yeah, go ahead and give me your drive check. All right. I got a total of 20, because I do have ranks in it. Can I try to aid? Is there any way in the, the passenger seat? <laughs> you grab the wheel. It doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to let you aid if you can... Give me a, a how you'd assist from this. Yeah, I was trying to think of it, and I was like, eh, maybe you guys had some ideas, but no. Backseat driving it. Yeah, that's all I can think of. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you already have Oswald backseat driving you. Right. <laughs> it definitely helps when three people are trying to shout out what to do while driving. Well, it's hard for them to predict where you're going when you don't know. <laughs> all righty. So. As you turn down dark roads, passing whizzing by trees, they will follow after, trying to keep up with your maneuvering. This Lyco's super good at driving. You're not going to lose him, John. I'm just going to spoil that right away. <laughs> Sorry I let this farce go on for so long. You're not going to lose him. <laughs> Things are not looking good for our heroes. Yes, as Lucius listens to Oswald try to guide him back to the freeway, Unfortunately, these, this area not being well-known yet, it seems that they are, they're always right behind you, following quickly after. You seem to be unable to lose them as it is now. Anybody have another skill or something that they would like to try? 
I think we got to get ready for a fight. I'm I'm feeling hesitant to directly intervene in the chase because of what happened last time we were in a freeway chase and what they just said to me afterwards. No, you guys are going a lot slower here because you can't get up to those higher speeds. But still, nobody likes uh, getting uh, slammed into the freeway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, see how another round of uh, me trying to maneuver through this works, and then I'm probably just going to pull over. We could try and shoot out their tires. Do they even, do we even have tires? Do heat-run vehicles have tires? They do not. Okay, well, never mind. We could try and do damage to the Hedron vehicle's uh, engine. <laughs> I hear you. I think that they've got better guns than we do for that situation. Yeah. For that matter. Yeah. But I think that us, if they want to confront us out in, like, trees, we got a better chance. I think we've got a pretty definite advantage on them there. And one other thing that they don't know is that we are four people and not two people. I mean, if you don't think they've got a legitimate claim to fighting us, we could go to the cops. I like feel foolish as I say this because you guys keep telling me the cops are not on our side. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the cops won't have our backs on this one. Although it seems like we are building a little bit of better relationship with them. Yeah, these would be just small town cops. Whatever we find out here. Right. Do uh, mercenary groups post their contracts somewhere we can like verify they're legit? If you were to force a lawyer, yes, they would be able to prove that they have those contracts, but they wouldn't post somewhere what contracts they're taking. All right, so um, while driving then, and I'm pretty much thinking that there's going to be a fight, I don't know how easy it is for me to concentrate on driving while casting a spell. Would that be a concentration check? So really just a 14 then, and um, it is a second level spell, I believe. So don't I need like a 22 or something? Uh, 15 plus double spell, so you need a 19. Okay. Does that mean I lose the spell or just don't cast it? Uh, it means you lose the spell. Spell is lost. <laughs> Definitely have, like, two of those? Uh, no, I can cast it, like, five times a day. <laughs> it is one of the only spells I know. <laughs> <laughs> With your occult ability to cast without necessarily needing your hands... Uh, it's still hard while on dark roads that you don't know with a friend yelling at you from the back to try to maintain the concentration on the spell while driving as well. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Aw, you kind of called me friend. It gets you a Bah Humburger shirt if we live through this. <laughs> or maybe the fight will go so well that they'll get Bah Humburger shirts. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll be turned into Humburger? Very well. So, unable to concentrate... Go ahead and give me that drive check, albeit at a minus two, because uh, you are trying to cast while driving. So I do have a tain that says I have the Mercadine Professional. There's immediate mm-hmm. action. I can aid another that I am in mental communication with. Are we mm-hmm. all connected through the slivers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can I help him through that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, attempting that pilot check. I got a total of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you won. Uh, I don't believe we can roll that low. <laughs> I got a 29 on the aid. <laughs> so, between. <laughs> but I, I guess the best way to really put this is yes, as Lucius concentrates on swerving through these back streets that he does not know, uh, trying to keep Oswald's directions in mind. There's a very steady rolling out of information from Dosh that is very valid and applicable, but John is having a hard time deciphering him reciting a spell getting directions on how to become an offensive and defensive driver and listen to the person who's also trying to navigate 
And then Forrest is like, hey, turn that music up. That's my favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching across from the backseat, <laughs> turning the knob. <laughs> Just looking through the back window. God, are you guys sure we're not replaying childhood problems right now? <laughs> back windshield, keeping an eye on them. But yeah, without Missy Beatus, you swerve around the corner. A large gate saying private property stands blocking your path. As behind you, the Applied Solutions members uh, will pull in, blocking you in. I'll hand my gun back over to Lucius and get my stud baton ready. And uh, yeah, I'll just put the gun back in its holster for now. And uh, yeah, get ready for a fight, but we'll see what we can't do to get out of this. I will get out of the van. Alrighty. Me too. I will clamber up to sit in the driver's seat. I will accidentally close roll 20. (laughs) (laughs) Bold move. (laughs) Can't kill me if I'm not here. As you two both step out of the van, Fors and Oswald are still in the vehicle. I'm staying in the vehicle because Lucia said he suggested he was going to try to talk his way out of this. I got out. All right. If this uh, Lykel survives this encounter, we definitely need to make a token for him. (laughs) (laughs) Any any NPC that gets at least three in three episodes. (laughs) <laughs> I like that they have a cabin. We just have a white block. <laughs> Jerks. Outdoing us in every way. Does our van make beeping sounds when it backs up? <laughs> you guys are in the stolen uh, oh, rat, that's right. moon rat vehicle. Your sweet 1960s convertible roadster. I did forget about that. That should have been yeah. in the recap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hurt the cars, guys. <laughs> These are company assets. <laughs> Yeah, besides your guys' sliver communication, you guys are remote enough. There's no fours would not pick up on any signals in the area. Stepping out of the vehicle, though, will be the the leader of this mission, the one that you'd spoken with at the Bahamburger. You had overheard that they'd called him Sander. He does have the Corlean Thumper in his hand and is ready. Uh, the others will get out except for the Lykel, but they're standing further back with their auto rifles uh, in a resting position. He'll call out to you, Lucius. Looking across over at Dosh, as you all stand here in the dark forest with the snow coming down. Where are you heading, Lucky? That uh, cheeseburger calzone just isn't uh, sitting well with me. Trying to find a gas station. You guys must have the same problem, huh? Why are you guys out here? Yeah, mine didn't sit too well with me either. There's something off about it. Can't help but notice that you're blocking us in. We'd love to uh, get out. So that's that's kind of the question we have here. And he'll motion back to the Lykel. So Thalonic's here. Wasn't too long ago, some, and he'll motion over towards Dosh. Strange android decided to roll him and take off with our van. Now, when that happened, we happened to be dealing with the red bandana. And I thought, like I said, I thought you looked familiar and not just talking from the newspapers. Uh, I don't think I was the one who stole the van. I think it was Force. I was inside dealing with them. I know that 100%. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Force dressed up as an android. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, shit. Awesome. So I found it kind of odd. After running into you back at the burger joint, while we're getting some chow, we find out that, well, there was a call that was made out. Dalinix picked it up. Normally not a big thing, but our scout reported pretty quickly that the nest of Ren Bandana we were about to flush out started packing up and got out of there. Or at least he did before we lost communication with him. Now I find it odd. This is the second time. I've run into you with the red bandana. It does seem, motioning back over towards Dosh, does seem to all line up pretty well. So, were you going to meet up with them later, or you just here to throw us off? I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. 
I'll be like, either way, you made the wrong decision, right? Because you chased us down for what? Nothing? A little yeah. revenge, maybe? But, I mean, if you're trying to get the other guys, they're probably gone, right? Coming here doesn't help you any. Well, I guess that depends. We're going to search your vehicle. Do you have a warrant? I do think my contract asked me to hunt down and take care of these red bandana groups that are terrorizing our local communities. And it seems like I have a pretty strong lead that a call was made by known associates of the red bandana. And looking over, I do have a strange android here as well. He'll look back towards Stalinix and he'll give him the nod like, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> as I stand like nine feet tall, <laughs> blowing in the wind, basically. <laughs> I'll say over the slivers, uh, is there anything in the car that I should quickly try to hide? If Fors hid his uh, his drone, it's pretty likely it's well hidden. I had to use magic to find compartments in this thing. Correct. To maintain as sturdy a poker face as I can. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have the right to look over my vehicle here. We obviously have no communication with the red bandanas. Yeah, all your evidence is super circumstantial. Uh, the decals on the side of the car. <laughs> Some crazy moon rat art. <laughs> <laughs> It's tragic you got bested in that last um, encounter that we both had with them, but we had a contract to get an item. And unfortunately, we had to do what was in our best interests by contract. Sorry you're a uh, butthurt about it. <laughs> Using that feat? Yeah. Is, are you antagonizing him, John, or just <laughs> <laughs> casually putting this one out for free? <laughs> This one's uh, for free, but it's setting up for the, if that's how we're going to go. <laughs> I feel like I'm better off if this guy is angry. <laughs> but I'm still right. <laughs> and Dosh, you get out of the car. You don't have any weapons drawn or anything like that. Uh, I have the stun baton available, but it's not extended or anything. Okay, I have a, a seeker pistol on me, but it's not drawn. Lucius, go ahead and give me a diplomacy check. We're going to put this one at a, a little bit of a tougher one. We're going to do this one at a 25, uh, as he is suspicious. And if this was a well-lit area, he'd get a bonus to this because, well, we all know where Dosh's stun baton came from. <laughs> this van. <laughs> as well as, I believe, the data pad that Forrest has. I'm just hoping that it's, like, uh, really nondescript, not very distinctive looking. Go ahead and give me that diplomacy. Is Sander kind of stares you down. Is a tense moment out here in the, uh, the cold wilderness. Oops. <laughs> and I rolled a two, getting a total of 16. You can tell that Sander is driven right now a little bit, probably more by pride than anything else. He'll take a step forward. The other Applied Solutions agents in their tactical armor with their auto rifles will raise them at a ready. We're going to take a look inside that vehicle. We're going to give you a pat down, and if everything's fine, then we'll call it even. And I can run the 40 miles an hour, so see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get a new job with a company that better appreciates my abilities. <laughs> Looking at the forest here, Oswald, you're not positive that your mining gear will suffer from difficult terrain out here as you're, yep. gonna actually, you're actually moving through branches and things. Got it. That being said, yeah, Sander will, if you guys stop being squirrely, we can get this done right quick. He'll motion back towards Thalnix which will reach over and he'll press a button on a device on the dash. After a moment, you guys will realize that your slivers are not functioning. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. I don't think you realize that you don't have any right to do this. There will be legal repercussions. 
and I'll have to come after Applied Solutions, probably by suing, if you want to continue down this route. I'm going to attempt to throw out a uh, Intimidate. <laughs> and I got a total of 25. He does stop where he's at. He does not have his weapon raised or anything like that. The other ones still do behind him, but he, he looks put off by this, but at the same time, he'll push forward a bit. And if you think you're going to murder us, well, people know that we are out here. We are on a legitimate contract right now. Can I see that contract? Of course you can. I wish we still had our slivers working. <laughs> <laughs> We've got nothing to hide. Forrest, can you show him the contract? <laughs> My data pad pulled out. I'll pull up the uh, invoice. While he's looking at it, so you can obviously see we're not here for anything that you think that we are. This is a simple Amon job. For this, then, I'm going to give him a perception check as Forrest hands over what was once an applied solution data pad. I have no doubt, of course, Forrest, I'm sure, has cleaned it, changed the background photo of Thalonix having a burger, whatever it was. Identifying marks removed, you know. Mm-hmm. Spray-painted like the drone. All the same. It would be the one that... <laughs> like, everybody has a ThinkPad, right, for their work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and listen to that episode, I think I do say that I scrub it. Yes, you did say you scrubbed it. I was just... It just popped in my head that this is the second Applied Solutions data pad you guys have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him... Check as he looks this over. Uh, Thalonix will flip the switch on the dashboard again so that Sander can make a call out. And our slivers come back up, right? Yes. All right. I guess, are they monitoring our slivers? Can they do that? Do I know if that can do, they can do that? They may mention they intercepted a call. You probably don't assume that they can track it too hard. Otherwise, they wouldn't be asking all this, right? They'd know that Dosh made a call. Right. Okay, cool. I'll just say... Fours, I hope you hit that drone pretty well, but we're not giving it to them if they find it. Did they lift up the sliver of communication for everybody? For the phone call? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully the, the natural powers of this car will save us if they do decide that they're going to search us anyways. With the 22, he looks over this contract and seems to make a call out with his sliver. He nods his head along, getting kind of a grim look upon his face. As you probably assume, he's finding out this is an actual contract, and you can tell between your Intimidate and what he's finding out now that he's losing steam. He will hand back the data pad very slowly to Fours. As he hands that back to you, he kind of uh, rubs the bridge of his nose between his eyes, turns around, and tells everyone to kind of get back in. Well, keep it up, Lucky. We'll see you again, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. We'll be on the right on that time as well. But the Applied Solution members will get back into their vehicle. Thalonix will back it out and begin heading away as you will hear the faint hum of their Hedron engine. Uh, as it was disappearing into the snow-covered trees. That drone was hidden well, right? Yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> that was some good thinking. All right. My character won't be lying about that calzone. I'm going to have to sneak into the wood for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Shit jokes aside, you were all a little bit cold this late afternoon, standing out here in the woods. I mean, I'm not, but <laughs> still shivering because somebody pointed a shotgun at me. I guess he didn't point it, but there were four other assault rifles. Clamber back in the backseat. <laughs> I know I could exit the door and go back in the door <laughs> like a normal person, but I don't do that. <laughs> I get wedged in between the two front seats and get stuck for a minute. <laughs> yeah, there, it, it takes some maneuvering. It's it's not, not an easy thing to do. <laughs> I imagine we all just sit back and kind of watch <laughs> and then get inside. <laughs> Good thing those guys are so incompetent. They're starting to scare me. Yeah, I totally made that phone call. 
did you? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, it might have put us a little bit at risk, but well worth it. Love to see those guys fail. Right. And I'm sure we could have taken them. As you all get back in the car, Lucius driving again, or is Dosh taking over? I would naturally go towards the driver's seat. Yeah, I wouldn't fight him on it. Following Oswald's directions, you guys are able to easily get back to the freeway. It was awesome to see that guy, like, doubled my mod that I had to my <laughs> drive. <laughs> it's like, sweet, I just, just almost maxed that skill out, too. <laughs> Wait, you don't get that many skill points. I don't. <laughs> you got appraise, intimidate, and pilot. You're, sure, you're only supposed to get two skill points a level. How are you getting three? Uh, I have... Because oh, you're human. You get a bonus skill point. I have human powers. I have a little bit of intelligence. I have feats that I've dumped into skill points just to have them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I actually get plus five skill points a level. <laughs> it's just so pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Bragging about my plus five skill points. <laughs> five whole skill points a level, yeah. Oh, my God. The highlight of the sorcerer. Man, that would have been the perfect time to give him that present. <laughs> oh, well drive away <laughs> Alrighty, you guys enter back onto the freeway underneath a billboard with a giant holographic airship piloted by an adorable cat with glowing green eyes and a psionic halo the big words mercadine vacations we know where you want to go shine out into the snow that is falling as you guys take off towards the preserve yeah i'll still be a little bit shaky because we almost got gunned down by fucking mercenaries <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when we came to that abrupt stop, I didn't realize that they were that close behind us. I got to really work on my driving. <laughs> Maybe we'll install like a one of those uh, student driver wheels that the teacher has on the right hand. So Josh <laughs> can just like flip a switch and now he's driving. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> driver's ed where it's just the brake pedal on his side that he gets to, to use. <laughs> I mean, maybe we could eventually mount the sculptor to this thing. Then we'll never have to worry about mercenaries again. <laughs> well, we'll never have to worry about mercenaries that aren't bringing their own sculpture to the fight again. Yeah, I've got a feeling we get pulled over for that. There's a license for it somewhere. Even the one time that that um that Hedron vehicle had a chain gun on it, it, like didn't they have like a door that opened up like a window and the, yeah. the gun popped up? Mm -hmm. Build that with enough time. <laughs> yeah. and i guess money <laughs> yeah unfortunately a lot of our money just goes to existing and i'll go back to fooling with the little bits of sculptor parts that i brought along excellent back on the freeway with the exception of billboards at least at this point of the pass uh it's pretty dark out there you occasionally see the lights of rest stops or fast food places but you are approaching the preserve does the jurassic park theme song start playing as we see crazy animals flying <laughs> across the sky <laughs> It does not, and you do not. Oh. Start playing the Jurassic Park theme song to your buds. <laughs> Within this preserve, is there an area that's kind of more populated? Maybe, could you describe what the preserve actually is? Yeah, so if you've ever been on like a road trip going through like Wyoming or Montana or whatnot, where they have areas where like RVs can pull off, they have like a small main office usually, but they're far enough, far enough away from town that they're like not bothering the locals. Cool. So kind of car camping sites, right? Where they... All right, all right. You guys would pull into the one, as referenced by your contract. A Corleon Park Ranger will come running out. He's wearing a fun little neon halo. His small office is covered in lights and shields. 
for the upcoming winter holidays. Howdy, campers! Merry holidays. Merry holidays. What can I help you with? Uh, at this point, I think we're just looking for a place to rest. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, we got a couple lots in the back. Sounds good. Is this place um RV accessible? Oh, absolutely. Not that we have an RV. I was just curious. Uh, 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 um, we're obviously not an RV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess this would be the the scene of the film, right, where he's he's leaning down next to the car and he's talking to you, and you're dressed in a fine business suit with a <laughs> android next to you with his knees all the way up past the dashboard. Uh, in the back is an illicit and a void, and the illicit is clearly trying to find a comfortable way to sit while carrying a gigantic backpack. <laughs> All right, can, how about can we can we restart that a little bit? <laughs> we go with the merry holidays, and uh, do you have RV spaces for rent? We're looking for a night stay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We got a few, and uh, got a few in the back for you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Is this the type of place where like there's like no negotiating? You just like shove dollar bills into a slot, and that's what you get. <laughs> no, he'll he'll ask you how many days or how long you're planning on staying. Just one for now, unless it's a really nice area. Oh, we got great views, plenty of hiking. It's a little cold up there, as I've been telling people, but if you have some warming units, you should be fine. We'll just have to see. Uh, he'll ask for just some paperwork, if you can take down kind of vehicle and driver, so he knows who, who came through here. Sure, yeah. Just like with Applied Solutions, we've got nothing to hide, as far as I see. Yeah, he'll jot that down and take a couple hundred credits from you. Dag. I don't know the rope. A couple hundred credits, isn't that like? <laughs> yeah. Do you work here? Is this like? <laughs> yeah. When he asks for a couple hundred credits, that's like... worthy looking Corleone Ranger just comes up and mugs us. <laughs> can I get the business suit discount? Oh, looks like I can afford this, but yeah, that suit was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> As was the car, the data pad, the guns, the stuff and <laughs> I was repossessed. That's what we do. Doesn't go into the theft column. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> We're the good guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely haggle them down if I can. And um, just be bitter about spending hundreds of credits on the RV site. Sorry, it's uh, you know, 50 credits a person. Jeez. I'm not a person, though. I'm an Android, so. You should get Ophelia to reimburse you. Yeah, we'll see how that works. I think it's just going to have to come out of what we find in this RV and or. But yeah, he'll give you a ticket to place of the dashboard. He'll point you to your lot that's further back in the camp so you can drive past other RVs and things like that. But he'll say that, you know, if you need anything, here's my HCOM number. I don't recommend going up at night, but like I say, plenty of good hiking, some driving paths. If you want to get a higher up view. I'll be watching to see where he goes after he takes our paperwork. Yeah, he will head back into his booth office. Uh, you'll hear him turn on everyone's favorite holiday music, uh, and he will get back to watching a show on his data pad. In all this blended nature. <laughs> oh, looks like we have a very expensive place to sleep tonight. Isn't that very expensive place to sleep inside this car? <laughs> <laughs> no, we rented a trailer. We rented a, a RV lot, camping lot for a trailer. Yeah, didn't you rent a parking space? <laughs> no, I thought the idea was that uh, that we were renting a trailer. That's what I was trying to say, is that we were going to, do you have like an RV to rent or something like that, a space to rent? No, no, these are, yeah, these are just just those parking, parking places spaces. on the side of the freeway. They are. Oh, okay. 
yeah, that's I was hoping to get something close to RVs that we could get. Just like Sean said, yeah, that that was my logic. But it would also make complete sense that they just wouldn't have random trailers hanging out to rent. They do not have a random trailer to rent. You are still going to get a parking spot in or next to the RVs. That's fine. Maybe we won't even stay. But uh, yeah, roll into our uh, spot. And um, we've got info on the RV that we are looking for. Mm -hmm. Maybe we start looking around and seeing if we can't find it here before we start talking to people and seeing if maybe somebody saw them pass through. Yeah, absolutely. So what you guys park? Are you all splitting up to take a look at the campgrounds or what are you all doing? I'm probably heading straight to a restroom. I didn't even get a chance to pee back at the Baja Hamburger, so I probably am like <laughs> wicked need to pee right now. <laughs> I'll be sitting in the back seat of the car and I'll be looking to see if I find any networks in the RV area of the campground. Okay. Are you using your drone or are you just checking it's just from the with car. your data pad? Okay. I'd say Dosh will stick together in case something goes wrong. We'll just kind of stroll through and Look over RVs. It just wants a bodyguard. Yeah, I'll stick with you and complain about how much I hate nature the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> These pine needles get in my actuators. <laughs> Alrighty. Oswald using the restroom. Uh, fours, as you skin around, there's a few signals coming from various RVs, uh, as well as from the main office where Park Ranger Sands is watching his shows. Dosh and Lucius. Drifting by, you can see people out there cleaning off the side of the RVs, you know, putting putting icing coats on it just to make sure it stays winter safe. Uh, but for the most part, most people are inside, so it's pretty easy to walk around and take a look at license plates. Was there anything um, notable about the RV we're looking for? Not significantly, but it is a newer model. You have information on it, so as you guys walk through the park, you will not see that RV parked here. And that's fine, yeah, but knowing that it's a newer model, we can kind of ask people if they've seen newer RVs swing by. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys would either like to give me a perception check, or if you're going to go door-to-door, go and give me a gather info check. I was thinking the gather info, maybe we're going to find somebody barbecuing or somebody having a campfire or something like that. Yeah. Door-to-door might be a little bit awkward. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm trying to find someone who's actually out already doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can convince them to let me stay with them, because it's cold and we don't want to sleep in a car. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't even care about the RV. I just want out of here. Uh, Lucius slivers to me that the RV that we're looking for isn't currently here. I'm going to poke into the SANS network and see if I can get access to log, their vehicle log that we just registered with. Good call. Okay. Then, yes, you, you go ahead and give me a computer use check. So that'll be a 27, then, eventually. Lucius and Dosh, go and give me your gather info then. I rolled a 17. And I got a total of 25. Unless they're human. With a uh, 25 on diplomacy from Lucius and Dosh. Yeah, you'll run to a family of Lykels out here, currently grilling up some meat uh, and marshmallows over an open fire. Uh, they're happy to share some with you guys as you approach. And it is much appreciated. And they will give you a little bit of that odd look of, what a rather tall android and businessman just walk out of the uh, out of the darkness. <laughs> but yeah, family will take a seat. Yeah, if they offer me food, uh, if they offer me food, I don't know exactly how to eat it, so I put like the marshmallows on top of the meat, <laughs> just like make a hamburger out of it. <laughs> they would answer some questions before revealing that. Oh yeah, no, is wouldn't say more than about two hours ago. Would you say, hun, that? One of the, and he'll point towards not too far away from where you guys park. 
uh, yeah, one of the one of the RVs here took off into the mountains. Ranger Sand said, you know, it's too dark for that, and be careful. But I guess they didn't listen. Oh, um, was it? I'll go with the newer model thing because it'd be probably weird to be like, did you see a lizard guy, a human, and a <laughs> void? <laughs> I think it was uh, Artori, wasn't it? Um, probably. Yeah, Artori, Void, and a uh, whatever Max Durham is. Does it sound like it was a newer model? It does. All right. Yeah, probably just flip out some silly story about wanting to buy a newer model RV, but one that's obviously been used and uh, can, I don't know, proven its worth. Something like that. Some obvious bullshit. Yeah. The uh, Michael here, he'll definitely start talking to you about his favorite brands and what he recommends. Start showing you the websites he looked at in order to go after and get the butte that he has now. Give like the greatest bluff check to feign interest in that. <laughs> um, definitely sliver back to fours though. Looks like they went up through the mountains, and uh, just a couple of hours ago actually. So we'll be heading back soon once we uh politely listen to this guy talk about his RVs. <laughs> Telling you a story about the rusty ass shitty diesel generator that came with the RV that he spent 17 hours cleaning before finally throwing away and replacing with a new model. Got some childhood trauma? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't engage in those conversations. I just know they happen. <laughs> but back back in the vehicle, uh Forrest and Oswald. Uh well they report that they'll be coming back shortly. You know, Forrest is working on his computer, Oswald. Um I guess I would uh, check in with the group via sliver, see whether we want to try and get any information from the Ranger booth. Do we want to try and steal some paperwork or distract the Ranger away so Take our time looking around inside. There's security cameras here that we can maybe review. Oh, I'm trying to look into that remotely right now. Okay. Sounds like it sounds like a good idea if this was more. I don't know. I think that the that the ranger is just we want to leave him alone the best as possible. Yeah, it sounds like we already have a lead on where the RV went. So right, probably all right. Oh yes, the mountains. We might be able to get contact information for the for these three folks from the ranger. Mm-hmm. But that would also be probably from the computer use that Forrest is mm. doing. Yep. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Then I'll head back to uh, Shiver in the car. Then Oswald, as you're sitting there as well, as Dosh and Lucius are returning Forrest, though it does take a while, about 30 minutes, uh, you are able to break into the kind of the basic security that they have here uh, and be able to kind of wander around his data pad. Uh, you can see that he's watching documentaries of... Uh, the Hoon Vastwood. All right. But in the background, you can definitely access folders and find that, yes, Darum and his vehicle entered in. Uh, you do know they have cameras on the main trails going into the mountains. So after a bit, you can find it between the third and fourth mile marker. Uh, the RV no longer shows up on the cameras of the mountain road it was driving up. It went off went off the path. Uh, does it say they I find the, the spot where they, they paid for how many nights? Uh, they paid for four nights. And how many nights have they already been here in the log? Looks like this would be the first night they were staying. And and I also know the lot number that they're staying in, right? Correct. Right. So we can follow them in. And you do have their, yeah, and you would have their HCOM as well. Okay. Or at least Max's, sorry. I'll slip to the guys. I guess we can follow them up into the mountains, or we could wait for them to come back to the spot. But uh, main guy's phone number. And I'll I'll also give uh give you guys their last 
last on-camera location in the mountains. Yeah, good <laughs> job. Um, does do the mountains go anywhere, or is it just up the mountain? Uh, just up the mountainside. There are Sulane monasteries as well as their medical colleges that are built further up on the more hospitable side of the mountain, but this area is sectioned off for a natural park. Uh, my my thought is that we drive after them. I think it's easier to repossess their stuff away from people than with people watching. Are we worried about leaving them stranded in the mountains? They're nice. We can give them a ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not nice. How much we care about leaving them stranded, right? No, well, you're right on that. Like Maybe they're visiting one of these colleges, though. I think right now we kind of play it by ear. But no, we're not going to be leaving anybody to, to die of exposure. We going into the mountains? I'd say we do it. Does this thing have snow tires? <laughs> it floats. <laughs> it's probably the safest snow vehicle out there. <laughs> or all Hedron vehicles are. We basically are driving around in the Neutrinos car. Uh, I, I assume that's an apt reference. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure exactly. What that <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't pick that one up either. <laughs> so we're heading up the mountain? Yep. Very well. Uh, all of you pilot back to the vehicle. Uh, you will find the path that is large enough for, for a vehicle to go up, taking kind of that really long, windy road up the mountainside. As you get between mile markers three and four, go ahead and give me perceptions. Oh, you guys are ready for this? Ready? Do it. 14. Oh! I rolled a 20 for a 30. Hey, <laughs> I've been saving my rolls for this session so far. Paid off. Perceiving. Perceiving at a 25. I got a total of 18. Alright. Lucius, trying to keep an eye on the road, finds it hard to switch between not getting too close to that mountain edge and keeping an eye on side tracks here. Dosh easily finds it once again. All trees look the same, and they are stupid. Of <laughs> course, <laughs> definitely spots an area where you can see, of course, not really like the snow disturbed, but where branches have been broken a bit. That looks large enough for a vehicle, and Oswald definitely will confirm that. Looking, Being able to spot where it looks like, buried partially under snow at this point, a chunk of rock that seems to have been dislodged, scraped across the top side, looks like just tall enough that it hit probably the bottom of their Hedron RV but you'll spot it sticking up amongst the snow, definitely moved out of place, confirming that someone has driven here recently. I'll just say definitively, they went that way. <laughs> slowly maneuver through. That natural 20, though, as you guys start to slowly maneuver into the darkness of these mountainous woods, uh, Oswald, you can see upon that rock, uh, it is carved with an arcane symbol. I will shout to Lucius to stop before we pass over it. <laughs> say they, 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 yeah, they wrote some shit on that rock. A trap. I'll look it over. Is it a magic arcane symbol, like something I would put? <laughs> it is an arcane magic symbol. Sounds like I need to knowledge arcane or uh, spellcraft on this one to figure out yeah. what it's doing. Yes. Which one would you like? Oh, let's go with spellcraft. I attempt to craft spells at this. And rolling a natural 20, I get a 28. Excellent. Where were you earlier, roll? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, with with surprising competency, <laughs> you'll pick up the rock that, as it breaks apart, kind of into two chunks in your hand from where they ran it over. You definitely recognize this as an evocation mark. So the rock broken into two parts, but the arcane symbol that was once carved upon it in whole is one section of what would be a circle consecrating the area. Mm. So this being broken, though, would mean that any consecration effects here would no longer be in effect. Consecration on a scorn moon. I don't like that. 
Yeah, so consecration, meaning that they're trying to create an area that can't be affected by... So these old rocks here, that means this area being consecrated means the area is blessed with positive energy. Undead can't be created or summoned into a consecrated area. And if it's an altar or anything like that, it's especially strong against that. A uh, secondary okay. function is they usually use these sort of things to block off uh, graveyards or burial sites, so that way necromantic magic can't infuse there. But yes, with your spellcraft, this being broken would mean that this area is no longer under that protection any longer. So, so did it break because or when Lucius picked it up to look at it, or was it already broken when it got here? You would assume that it was already broken when it got ran over, but just okay. picking it up is where you see that it's actually busted. Got it. Can I tell how old the symbol is? Yes, my master of knowledge history. <laughs> Let's look into that. I attempt to roll knowledge history. I get a total of 18. You can tell this is probably about 200, maybe 300 years old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is starting to get a little bit scary, guys. <laughs> Either they did this on purpose or they were careless driving through here, and this could be a very dangerous area. Why so would they be, be bringing an RV out here? To craft cybernetics? I don't know. Math? <laughs> there's a lot of different reasons you could drive an RV into a, an area where there's not very much population. Maybe they just enjoy camping? We didn't see any signs that would indicate that there's a structure, a church, or anything like that this direction, right? Correct. You have not seen anything that would suggest that. Ask Ranger Sands what's up here. He didn't recommend coming up at night? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I believe rangers are technically cops. <sighs> Even park rangers? I thought they were the nice ones. A cab. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> guess it'd be a prab, wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. A <laughs> <Hey>, prab! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's uh, let's just be very careful, be ready for anything, because something's some sort of safety was broken here. Um, I wonder if we should even drive past this point. We should get out. Yeah, let's see, like how hard would it be to turn around? If we proceed forward. See, I'm kind of curious about that too. If we're in a hedron vehicle, can't it just like 180, like right where it is? Yeah, I mean you're gonna as long as there's no trees there or anything. Yes. Right, it just would just floatingly spin the other direction and then drive off. Just remember Batman Returns? The little piston thing comes down yes. in the middle of the Batmobile, and so it can turn all the way around? Correct. I only remember the penguins with rockets on their backs. <laughs> I remember the grappling that went out and hit the lamppost so it could take the turn faster. <laughs> so, yeah, how much um, noise does a Hedron vehicle make? If you're in a normal setting on a road, if a heatron vehicle drives by you, you'll hear it with enough warning to, you know, get out of the way. Okay. But in a place like this, what, with woods in the snow, uh, it would be probably pretty muffled. Like, it would be a fairly quiet vehicle. Is it snowing right now? Yes. It is, yeah. Snowing more than it was in the last woods you had a confrontation. They will just continue taking it slow then in the car. Here's a thought I just had. If they see us, immediate threats because we too are now off the road in a large mountain area not fellow campers you know or most likely not fellow campers mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah they'll assume that we're here for them and yeah but what if we're like miles away from them right now 
Like we don't really have a clue how how long it's been since they passed through here. Well, then we had some kind of aerial camera to determine exactly where they are down this road. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Get, I'll retrieve my drone from the, the secret compartment and the back seat. Roll down the window. Rolling down the window to let out the drone. Is that, that wonderful crisp snow smell that comes in. You can hear some movement out in the woods, probably just local animals, but your drone will take off into the air. All right. I'll take it above the canopy and uh. guess we'll keep on going in roughly the same direction, try and keep it aligned with where I think we're going. Okay. So since this situation is more of a you'd eventually mm-hmm. find them, right? Not a if you find them, especially with the limits on the size of their vehicle compared to yours, right? Like, they are a full-size RV and you are not, so there's definitely more evidence of where they've gone. Go ahead and give me your survival. Uh, as you track them from it, the higher the result, the quicker you find them. Dropping a survival. A 28. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Expertly done. It does not take course too long sitting in the back here with Oswald squished over looking over his shoulder uh, at the data pad as you fly the drone down paths across the mountainside here. You definitely don't see any colleges nearby or monasteries like you're pretty remote. That 28 and your machine scanning for it you'll be able to pick up on the only other signal out here. Relay the geographical coordinates back to Lucius. At this point you'd be driving fairly slow. And so, depending on how you wish to approach it, it'd be about the same amount of time either way. It'd be about probably half an hour either on foot uh, or uh, pretty similar on how slow driving and making sure, you know, because you, you're going to have to go around larger rocks or trees or things like that. Yeah, we'll just drive as long as it makes sense and where they wouldn't see our car and then get out and walk probably like a 10, 15 minute distance of walking probably. You can see that they've stopped the RV in, in a large clearing area. Looks like they probably used the RV itself to kind of knock over smaller trees or make room for the uh, campsite they are setting up. So it just depends on how close you want to get before you get out and start. I don't know if this is a uh, getter situation or if this is a uh, more stealth, however you guys would like to do it. Yeah, I'm not quite. They're making a campground. I'm still confused why they broke that rock or if they knew that they had done that. I kind of want to watch them for a while and see what's up, but I'm not the one to do that. <laughs> Maybe, um, I don't Oswald can't be good at being stealthy, right? He's wearing a giant armor. Actually pretty good at being stealthy. Then maybe this can be like a time where Fors and Oswald kind of be a little bit stealthy and spy on these guys. See if we can't get a glimpse of why they're here. Take to the trees and try and get to a tree where I can kind of just look at them from above. I'll be uh, heading closer on foot with my drone still out. Okay. And Dosh and Lucius, you're staying in the vehicle? I would say we would get out and kind of follow, but not very closely, like where it's like super safe to assume that they wouldn't see us kind of thing. Yeah, I'll stick with the boss. So we've left the car, but yeah, Dosh and I definitely, like, it would, we wouldn't be close enough. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, it's stay far enough back. You're not risking being seen. Yeah. Parking the vehicle in the path so that they can't go through, like, using that as a blockade or. Are you guys going to try to conceal the vehicle? Man, I hate the idea of them trying to ram through that car, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll leave the car as a blockade, just in case. I mean, it, 
you kind of don't really give them a choice if you do that. Like, they will ram the car and try to get out at the point. I hear you, but that might be the difference of us catching them if they somehow get in, start booking it. I don't know. And it's not my car. <laughs> it's the company's car. It's <laughs> a company asset that has been reduced to sandbags. <laughs> All right. So I guess I will probably trudge forward in the snow for a while get closer because i want to burn up all the charges in my equipment um but once we're i don't know a half a mile away ish mm-hmm. where i'll take to the trees and try and get closer and get overwatch all right and fours um if i can get the drone in to a good vantage point where i can start watching them and send a a feed of that view back to Lucius and Dash. Like what what I'm seeing in the viewfinder for my my data pad, I'd be sharing it with them, I guess. Yeah. Like a live stream. Okay. Then Oswald, go and give me that stealth check. Okay. No acrobatics check or anything to use the trees? No, no, nothing like that. Not in a non-combat situation. (laughs) I got a total of 17. Fours moving along the ground as you are using your drone to kind of pass back the, the live feed. Moving through the snow, you can hear... A few branches break, and of course, snowfall as Oswald mm-hmm. takes off into the branches. There is, as you guys get closer towards the clearing where the RV is, there's a little bit of a rotten smell that comes off of the snow here. Uh, Oswald, far above, as you are up high enough now in the trees on this mountainside, you can look back and see the distant lights of Dusk Banter and the, that spotlight effect mm-hmm. coming from the main ziggurat of Amon headquarters. But as you get up above here, looking down, You'll see the void as well as the human starting the fire. You'll see them clearing out a space of the snow, kind of pushing it away to make room in the dirt. You'll see the Artori, its large bark and tree humanoid form, going off into the woods. You can see them setting up some machinery out here as well, as well as a small canopy to block the snow from it. Can I identify the machinery from my vantage? Uh, you cannot. It looks like standard kind of cybernetics equipment for installing or removing limbs things of that nature okay so maybe they're going to do some surgery out here yeah you can see though that they do definitely have several laptops hooked up to it It does look a little bit more complex also it might be something a little bit more custom okay i'll relay what i see to the group the artory is going off in the woods the other two are setting up camp looks like we got some kind of cybernetic surgery table they're setting up maybe take a look around to see if i can spot any uh, wildlife nearby nothing that stands out in the darkness of the night did that Artori have a weapon on him? Did I see a weapon on that Artori? Uh, you did not. Not that I saw. Oh, now might be our chance to kind of subdue that guy. Do we know anything about him from the from the job profile? He's the muscle. <laughs> see if I know more. Yeah, muscle could come in a lot of different forms. <laughs> right, yeah. If I put manacles on him, is he just going to break right out of him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Artori, but um, it sounds like we can at least knock him out. I'll, I'll indicate what direction I saw the Artori walking in the woods, so you can try and intercept him, I guess, if you want. Yeah, I wonder if Dosh and I can take him. I think we can. <laughs> I love how you say that without knowing anything about this guy. <laughs> uh, he's the muscle. <laughs> we know a thing. <laughs> yeah. I have confidence in myself. Yeah, he's mm. a badass. You do <laughs> have confidence in yourself. That is something I know about you, Dosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are there also. That is something I know about you, Lucius. 
I think that's the plan. Try to figure out what they're doing more in depth, and we'll try to subdue the Artori. Do we know if they have um, ways of communication like slippers? Can Artori even use slippers? You don't have confirmation of that or know if they do, but you would probably assume a group that focuses in cybernetics probably has access to that. Oh, we need to get whatever the hell Jammer, the Applied Solutions guy, said. Right, yeah. So this guy would just easily be able to radio back, making this a really stupid idea. Unless we coordinated it. Right. No, like... Take them all down at once. Well, they're all out of the RV at this point. Goswell sneaking into the RV and just driving away with it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can do whatever you want out here. I thought we weren't going to leave these guys stranded on the mountainside. If uh, driving through the snowy woods is about as fast as walking, well, that was if we were taking our time. I, that, that suggests we could drive fast at risk to something, vehicle, noisiness, who knows what. Sneaking in and taking the RV is not a bad idea, though. <laughs> I can give that a shot. You just say the word, boss. I'm, I'm not the world's best driver, and you know that, but I'm certainly willing to do what I can. Do you know how to drive? I know how to drive. Didn't you block the path with our car? I've I've certainly never driven an RV. I've never driven in snow. I've never... <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We did block the path with our car. There's that so. too. We're going to pretend we're lost in the forest. We need their help. Uh, I'm going to perch my drone in a tree at a good vantage point. I don't have to constantly fuss with it. And I'm going to... If I can't figure out the location of that rotting smell. Till I get instruction otherwise, I'm going to stay up in my tree and watch the campsite. Hmm. Are they setting up a campsite as if they're... It wouldn't be that they're going to sleep outside, right? Not at all. They are going to be outside long enough to perform some kind of surgical operation. Mm. Man, it might be best to just see what they're doing. Maybe they're going to shoulder mount a sculptor to the artory. That would make the most sense. Yeah, maybe they'll do that now. <laughs> Can I get in line? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that we're lost in the woods again. <laughs> just the men in black <laughs> showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Dosh, are you wearing a suit, too? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then it sounds like you guys are watching and waiting for the time being. Um, Man, I want to try to sneak up on this Artori guy, but it just means he's just going to signal them. The way I see it, yeah, we're just waiting. I'm doing some bloodhound work. I don't know how that goes. So then while you wait, Fours, go ahead and roll me your survival as you were out here in the woods following that rotting smell, which seems to get... A little bit stronger as you drift further in. Survival. With a 23 on your survival check, data pad kind of kept to the side where you can still see it, where the light's not beaming out in any direction. Uh, You follow that rotting stench until it leads you to a tree. The stench seems to be coming from the lower part of it, and the snow here feels oily. Leaves kind of a, a residue on your fingers. What color? A dark blue, almost black. Okay. And that's like because it's mixed with snow or... (laughs) <laughs> really goopy snow cone. Yeah, you can see where the snow here, close to the base of the tree, is fragmented and starting to kind of clump up. You can see faint movement from under the snow. Does the uh, rot, does the rot smell remind me of anything? No, the smell doesn't remind you of anything that you've smelt before. Um, it does have that live decay kind of stench, something that's not old and musty, but something that is still... Still moving, still in the process of rotting. But it's not rotting plants, it's more like rotting animals? Correct. I'll dig a little bit. There's something moving underneath. Yeah, a small puddle of that 
Whoa, uh, where, where is this actually? I meant to ask, where is this in relation to their camp setup? You'd guess at a normal pace, you're probably not more than 10 minutes to the west. Uh, but yeah, pushing aside the snow, a large chunk of this kind of black tar-like substance uh, has coalesced. You see the beginnings of teeth and a faint eyeball that seems to be unfocused on anything at all, uh, drifting amongst the puddle. Uh, as it twitches, reaching out to towards the tree, as well as nearby rocks trying to pull itself either in a direction or maybe give itself something to ground its form upon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look at that blankly for a little bit and then grab handfuls of snow and cover it back up. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> the clacking of newly formed teeth and the hiss of the creatures gets buried underneath a few different <laughs> fistfuls of snow. Throw <laughs> a blanket on it. <laughs> Dosh and Lucius, I know you guys are staying a bit, bit of a ways back. You do have the stream of fours to follow, but you also have reports coming from Oswald up in the trees. What are you two up to? Oh, probably discussing what we think we should do. I, ma- I imagine we'd be doing the same thing. If there's no update, then still waiting to see what these guys are doing. Then we will go back to them doing the thing they are doing, as Belanca will return to the group. Carrying in both hands a large bushel of moss, he seems to have collected out in the forest side. Max the Colic, uh seemed to have everything set up. You can see that they have a chair leaned back, ready next to the machinery underneath the canopy. Uh, in the clearing they've made, and looks like Akalik is starting to write out and place in arcane marks uh, in the dirt surrounding the chair. Max is over inspecting the gear. A little tough to tell, but staring at it for a while, Oswald, uh, you can see that he's holding up a very fancy-looking tane, uh, porcelain-edged and well-built. Looks like he is setting up to connect that to his laptop here. Ah, and what was Balanka doing with all that moss? Uh, he brings it back and goes into the RV. He just, like, drops it on the ground? Nope, he goes into the RV with the moss. Weird. So, yeah. Belonka's back. Uh, he's got a bunch of moss. He's taking it into the RV to, I don't know why. Uh, Max and Akalik are clearly preparing for cybernetic surgery. Uh, Max has some kind of fancy-ass tane, and Akalik is casting arcane runes, so we know now he's some kind of caster in addition to being a coder. The tane? Yeah, tane is like a, it's like a cybernetic implant that lets you borrow abilities from some other class. Yeah, it gives you fancy abilities. What if that's memory moss? But... It's really weird to me that Belanca is bringing all that moss inside the RV. Also, it doesn't, it's not obvious to me yet whether any of these three people are going to be the recipient of the Tain. So that suggests there's some fourth person we haven't yet seen that is going to be the one who undergoes the surgery. Slivering this out? Yeah. Gonna, yeah, that's uh, all via sliver. Uh, take some pictures with my HCOM and send them to you guys. I wasn't sure if this was related or not. <laughs> <laughs> there's some gross slime out here. The fuck is that? I will <laughs> gonna uncover it and send you guys some pictures. Uh, <laughs> yikes and or yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a product of what happened when they broke the uh, circle. This might be turning into a just getter moment. <laughs> I don't see any good options right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're clearly preparing for some kind of cybernetic surgery, so maybe we've got an opportunity to get them while they're mid-surgery. They might be distracted at that point. But if it's... I, I, I don't know if I know enough about cybernetics to know how fast a Tane implant goes. That might be something that just goes into like a 
a, a slot that already exists. So it might be pretty quick. It does make sense to wait until a surgery is happening. Yeah, but like I say, like if it's if it's quick, if it's only like you know a minute or two to install it, then I don't know if y'all are close enough to get there during surgery. I'm gonna hold some snow in my hands and see if I can't clean some of this uh, goo off my hands. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely able to get your hands clean of this. All right, you guys want me to just chill here then? I would say come back and let's sort on a way to maybe even like steal the keys to the RV or something like that. Just not quite sure yet. Another secondary consideration is like if part of our payment is whatever we recover from this job, all that cybernetic chair surgery equipment is probably worth some money. Yeah, that's true too. But we're not necessarily in to kill these guys either. Hmm? So I'm hoping to get away with not creating a conflict that would involve us trying to kill each other. All right, I'll keep staying put while you think of a plan, boss. I'll let you all know when and if I see Belanca exit the RV as well. Very well. As you guys continue to watch, Akalik will definitely, after he puts down the runes around the chair, it looks like he starts drawing a circle, a magic circle around it as well, but does not connect it. As this time continues, he will step out occasionally while doing this to double-check a book next to the laptops, as well as take a look at where the scorn moon is in the sky. Uh-huh. It's you can't necessarily see the black spot, but you can notice the absence of stars as it moves across. I'll relay over the sliver that whatever our colleague is doing, it has something to do with the scorn moon. But as you guys continue to watch the feed and watch them, they will finish their preparation work. Max will head over and start warming up some food by the fire. Pulls out a large pan, starts just pouring ingredients out of opened cans into a big pot. You see Blanca will come out with a lot less of that moss. But we can boiling some water and putting it in there. All this shit's super illegal, right? There was the broadcast that was saying the scorn moon and that necromancy was prohibited, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. I can't see the magic they're using. Yeah, I don't know if it's necromancy or not. How long have I been in this tree at this point? <laughs> uh, I would assume at this point you guys have not been here for about two hours watching them. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm shivering so badly in this tree right now. Yeah, unless if somebody has a better idea, I'm leaning towards let's just confront uh, them. Yeah. You see her all night. I think I, I think I maybe have an idea. What are you thinking, fours? We we come down with the full fury of the the park rangers force. <laughs> Lay it down. We show up as park rangers. I'm gonna start turning into uh, Sands. I'm gonna change my quick suit to the park ranger uniform. <laughs> I guess I'll do the same thing. <laughs> Except I can't turn into Sands, but. It's me, the Thin Man, Park Ranger. Right. <laughs> I guess I can look like I'm wearing a Park Ranger uniform, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay in my business suit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we'll follow your lead on this for is a good idea. I'll try to get closer to the camp very stealthily, the best I can. Okay. Then as you all turn your outfits into Park Ranger uniforms, with the exception of Lucius, who is still in absolute business mode. Fours returning back to the group, though, what? Oswald's up in the tree, so Lucius and Dosh, you'll definitely catch a strong whiff of that rotting smell as Fours comes into the group. <laughs> Woof. And I'll just be kind of, like, brushing my hands against each other. Uh, yeah, I want to get this party started. <laughs> Praising the name of the park. 
<laughs> oh, I guess I'll start to approach them. All right. And I did overhear, Dosh, you were going to try to go in stealthily? Well, if we're just approaching them, I'll, go, I'll be normal as well. Yep, same here. So are all of you going in together this way? And then I assume the drone is still up in the trees watching this? Uh, yeah, drone still parked at vantage point that shows, you know, one side of the RV and their tent set up. Okay. And then, Oswald, are you coming back down to join the group? Nope, I'm staying in the trees until they tell me not to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, because, like, one of the things we're thinking of doing is, you know, trying to make a mad scramble for the RV and driving away with it. And if I'm on the ground with them, that's yep. harder for me to do. Sure. Yeah, I've, I've got it. Like, I've got a little more tactical mobility up in, in the trees from where I'm at. All right. Very well. So two park rangers of, well, okay. Sorry. Let me, let me see if I can set this all up correctly. <laughs> the park ranger who checked them in, as well as a well-dressed businessman and a very tall, lanky park ranger will step. Okay. What's that? Sorry. I was just laughing. <laughs> will step out of the darkness of the woods. Trudging uh, through the snow on foot. <laughs> yep. As you guys walk towards their camp, the three of them, as they're all sitting around the fire, boiling the water for the tea, as well as making their their fun mix of all the different canned foods into one pot, they will stop. Hands will drift to weapons. The Artori will tower at his full height, pushing around 6'8", wearing a leather jacket, will move in front of them before Max would call out and... <laughs> Ranger Sands? Howdy, folks. <laughs> Ways off the beaten trail. <laughs> Imagine that we all came from different corners of the pat the, the, the fucking uh, campsite as well. So it's like a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the consecration stone. This is a dangerous place right now. Uh, okay. Well, they can probably smell at the, the rot. Go and give me that bluff as Max will look over, definitely focused on Sands, but Akalik and Belanca will look at Business Ranger. <laughs> and uh, the large other one. Sorry, 14. Max will. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, not a problem, Ranger Sands. How about we just, uh, you know, we just need to be up here tonight. We'll, we can sneak some credits your way if you call that good. Can I see what the magic they're using is? Yeah. They've set up symbols, right? Go ahead and roll me a spellcraft. All right, let's try that. Oh, they roll good. 15, I don't. I'll say, well, I understand the in inconvenience here, guys. With the scorn moon and all, to call in a, a specialist is not a, this is definitely not a safe place. I could lose my job if I let you guys stay out here. I'm gesturing, I'm gesturing to Lucius in his suit as the odd man out as trying to explain away his attire. With the 15, can I at least tell that what type of magic? Yes, and Lucius, you can tell it is an abjuration circle. Okay, so nothing necrotic I can see so far. Correct. Mm. And I'll step up with a bit of authority then and uh, ask, what is it that you guys are doing out here? This all doesn't look very uh, legal. Max will respond that, no, we're just out here for some night gazing, taking some pictures here at the countryside and... Yeah, looking over their computers, their gear set up. <laughs> their big-ass fire that makes it harder to see the night sky. <laughs> yeah, he'll lean into his bluff of 18, saying, Well, no, 
no, no, I mean, we're, we need these, uh, these machines here in order to properly record it. You see, we're going to take some pictures and sell the, they'll look to the other guys. Yeah. Sell that, sell the memory of it. Recording personalized Tanes. personalized Tanes. star watching. Well, that's bullshit. Say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go with that. This is obviously some sort of weird cybernetics outfit. What I don't understand is why you're bringing magic into it. All right. Well, with that, let's roll initiative. Thanks for listening, as always. Our intro and outro music is produced by Nylor, and the title of the track is called Bush Week. You can find us on the usual social medias, but the best place is always Twitter at Big Campaign Stories. Thanks for your time. Bye.